0: It is Wednesday, and we are live from the magic city, Birmingham, on the hottest show on the streets, the number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, a lot of stuff going on this week. Got an action here at the Senior Bowl. Alabama football prospects at the Senior Bowl doing their thing. There have been some um, debates going on between Miami Dolphin fans and Pittsburgh Steelers fans, all over Najee Harris. Miami Dolphin fans looking at the coaching staff going, do not mess this up. Take Devontae Smith with the number three overall pick in the upcoming draft here in April. So now action, I have good things going on here in Mobile. At the Reese's Senior Bowl, we look at the one year anniversary, which was on yesterday, the tragic passings of Kobe Bryant, uh, his daughter Gianna, and the other members that were aboard that aircraft, that plane that went down this time around last year. Also, the one year anniversary of the death of the legendary Paul W. Bear Bryant for the University of Alabama. Though he is gone, people are still rocking hound's tooth clothing because Paul Bryant was the man but along with taking thought and reflecting on things you are here to talk about your favorite program the alabama crimson tide and you're doing that right here on in my own words proud to have you guys listening to the show on today, the show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Go ahead right now and copy you that four-finger bling neckness, four-finger bling jewelry, showing that support to Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, and its dominance in owning, defending, winning that fourth quarter. Check them out. We own thefourthquarter.com. The show not only streaming to you through YouTube, but we also have you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media getting you the show. So no excuse whatsoever for you not to be knocked on. To the number one form of Bama football news, I got my man John Ivory in the building, in the production studio, doing his thing. Always happy to have him on the show, and we got our daily go people. Daily super chat goes seventy-five dollars in the super chats there. Daily go, you guys answer the bell once again to end last week's edition of Shows on Friday. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the support from you, the passionate Crimson Tide fans, being able to to do that uh, that daily goal of their $75 there being these super chats. But once again, a lot for diving to A lot to discuss today, and we can break down these topics, or you can break down these topics and give your take on these topics by calling 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. The question of the day or the thought of the day is, with the Alabama football schedule for 2021 being released today, you know, which games are the marquee games to you? Which games would serve as the trap games to you? Which games are must-see TV, must-watch TV for you, the Alabama football fans? And that's just the question of the day. With the schedule being out now, which games are must-see TV, which games are the marquee games, and which games may serve as potential trap games when you discuss crimson tide football but we jump now into the first topic of conversation as we look at here the Alabama football schedule that did come out earlier today and one thing that I one thing that's pretty cool right here is all the cupcake games are back now of course we all enjoyed seeing the all SEC conference only schedule that was the 2020 campaign. It was fun. It was exciting. It was exhilarating seeing the Crimson Tide being able to juggle that gauntlet of a schedule. But even though it went through that during the uh, global coronavirus pandemic seeing Alabama be able to navigate through the schedule and win a national title that was fantastic. It was awesome. But now with the 2021 outlook here, for next season, we got the Cupcake Games back on here. The schedule on screen, the Crimson Tide will start the year off with the Miami Hurricanes on September 4th, September 11th. It's got Mercer and Tuscaloosa, September 18th. Got the Florida Gators, September 25th. We're looking at Southern Mississippi on October 2nd. Alabama's got Ole Miss, October 9th, you look at Texas A&M, October 16th, Mississippi State comes cha-cha in here, October 23rd, you got the Tennessee Volunteers, Bama has the bye week on October 30th, on November 6th, there goes the LSU Tigers, November 13th, New Mexico State, November 20th, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and November 27th, those Auburn Tigers to end the regular season there so there's the schedule for you but I'm going to dive into the marquee games that I see the key matchups that I see the the the, uh, the games that are or the contest to me but are must see must watch television here for you being the Crimson Tide football fan and first and foremost here September 4th to open the season Against the Miami Hurricanes in Atlanta, Mercedes Benz Stadium. This is fantastic. The last time Miami and Alabama duked it out on the football field, you would have to go back to the 1993. National Championship game off a of 92 season. Alabama getting the victory in that matchup. And it was one uh, where it was the bookends of Jacob Copeland and Eric and uh, Eric Curry that had Gino Toretta on his back all night long seeing stars. I mean, poor Gino Toretta got tore up to bits by the bookend defensive ends of Alabama football showing you how it's done Alabama also had George Teague in that game doing his thing. Antonio Langham in that game doing his thing. Uh, Just a defensive display by the Alabama Crimson Tide winning that national championship in the 93 game off the 92 season. But that was the last time prior to this moment coming up here in the fall that the Crimson Tide took on the Hurricanes of Miami. But this time around... going to be a cool matchup simply for the fact that De'Eric King said, run the clip back, run it back. I'm not going to the NFL draft. I'm going to come back for my senior year with the University of Miami. I'm coming back for the 2021 campaign. And with him back, I know he had an injury in the bowl game, but the coaching staff for the Hurricanes, they feel like he'll be able to rehab strong get back to 100%. She will be able to go for fall camp and he will play in the season opener against the Crimson Tide. And this gives Alabama's defense its first major test. It would go up against a dual threat mobile quarterback in King and somebody that can stretch the field. A guy that can break containment of the pocket, can run around, can extend plays, but is also a very good distributor, very good passer of the football. So off the rip, uh, out the gate, Alabama would have a challenge defensively of trying to contain De'Eric King here and this offense of Miami—that's going to be the—that's the that's the 1st matchup, the first intriguing marquee matchup here. But I see moving on down to number two, facing the Florida Gators, going to Gainesville, going down to the swamp, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium right there on September 18th. It's going to be hot. It's going to be—it's going to be humid. Maybe some muggy atmosphere. A little bit of a muggy atmosphere if you will could be that. And after beating the Gators 52-46 to in the SEC Championship this past season after outlasting the Gators. You know, Florida's going to come in this match with a little bit of a, of a revenge mindset, even though losing Kyle Trask to the NFL, losing Kadarius uh, uh, Tony, Kyle Pitts, and Trayvon Grimes, it does return Emory Jones at quarterback it does return King up uh, it does return Justin shorter excuse me and it also brings back uh, Copeland it brings back Copeland and shorter both at the wide receiver position so Dan Mullen does have some talent returning and uh, with uh, going down to the swamp Alabama has not been down there in quite some time that makes for a good matchup. That makes for a fun matchup there. So, number two, look at Alabama against Florida. The third intriguing storyline, the third intriguing game for me, Ole Miss on October 2nd, and uh, the Mississippi uh, Mississippi comes to Tuscaloosa. The first time this team, the first time Lane Kiffin will be back in T-Town since 2016, his last year coaching offensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide. And, What type of reception will Kiffin get treated to? Will he be hit with cheers? Will he be hit with booze? Like, what type of reception will Lane Kiffin get in his return to the capstone? Now, he did some good things at Alabama. Let's keep that in mind. He did. Produced a Heisman winner in Derrick Henry. Produced a Blitnikoff Award winner in Amari Cooper. Produced... Uh, produced two three thousand yard quarterbacks in Blake Sims and Jacob Coker. Produced a national championship in twenty fifteen. So Lane Kiffin did do some good things. But what will be the reception he will receive in his return to Title Town? That being coming back into Bryant Denny Stadium. And also, will Ole Miss have any pulse of a defense on its side in the in the? Uh, Campaign for the coming fall. I mean, we know it's going to have offense with Kiffin and uh, Jeff Levy calling the plays. We know they're going to have offense, but will it have anything resembling a strong, solid defense? That will be the question there for Ole Miss. Moving on down to November 6th, Alabama LSU. And uh, this is one where Nick Saban is going to have the biggest motivation factor of, guys. The last time we played LSU at home, we know what Ed Ogeron did. We know he had the guys in the middle of the field. He stepped on our logo. He said, hey, Bryant, Denny, this is our place to live forever. This is our home from here on out. This is our spot from here on out. That, that's what Ed o said. And he also mentioned we're going to beat them. Every time we played them in recruiting, on the field, don't matter. Now, Alabama was able to shut down all the stuff that Ed was talking about this past season, a 55-17 beatdown of the Tigers in Baton Rouge. But now the conversation returns to Bryant Denny. The conversation returns to Tuscaloosa. And while the Tigers are trying to recapture the essence it lost in the uh, Moving on from Joe Brady, trying to get a little bit of that back, this is a chance for Alabama to win on its home turf, to win on its home field, to win on its home stadium against LSU. So that's an interesting matchup right there. And last but not least here, the Auburn Tigers. And can Alabama get the proverbial monkey of the Beating Auburn and Jordan Hare off its back right now because the last two meetings at Jordan Hare, Alabama came up losing bitterly in both of those matchups 2017 and 2019 so can the Crimson Tide go into Lee County with Auburn having brand new head coach Auburn having brand new defensive coordinator can it go down the Lee County can it go down to Auburn and rip that proverbial monkey off of its back and take care of Auburn on the road but for me those are the intriguing matchups discussing the Miami Hurricanes the Florida Gators Ole Miss LSU and Auburn, there for the Crimson Tide, with that schedule being released on earlier today. So, the question being for you as Tide fans, you know, which games on the schedule here are the can't miss? You got to have these recorded. You got to watch these games. These are must gets here for the Crimson Tide. Now, every game is a must win game for Alabama. But which games are the matchups that you have circle on the calendar? And then the question number two... Behind that is, if there was a game for the Tide that can potentially serve as a trap game, a game that Alabama can't afford to overlook, a game that Alabama can't afford to take for granted, a game that Nick Saban's got to have his team all the way prepared for, because if you're not prepared, this team can possibly sneak up and bite you a little bit. So those are the two questions of the day here for, well, the two-part question, but question of the day here, for you, the fans, here on In My Own Words. But happy to have the uh, tune-up games back on the schedule. Didn't have those last year. So in looking at games like Mercer and then looking at games like Southern Miss and New Mexico State, these will be situations where some of these young guys, whether it's JoJo Earl or JoJo Early, or whether it's Christian Leary, or whether it's you know Kamar Wheaton or some of the guys on the defense, these young freshmen who have – These tune-up games, these preparation games to get out there, to get on the field, to show what they can do here as the latest members of the Crimson Tide. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. I'll put our return. We get into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your texts, your super chats. What are your thoughts here on the Alabama football schedule for the upcoming season? We'll talk to you, the Crimson Tide fan base, right after this. And we are back into the action here, folks, on a Wednesday, hump day, to show on the streets. Number one forum for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. If you haven't done so, go ahead and give the show a like here, like the show up, give a thumbs up on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, coverage, and commentary on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. We're about to head to the phone lines right now to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. We take our first call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Stephen. How are you? It's Dick from Buffalo. Doing well. Doing well on yourself. Good,
3: yeah, I'm just um, excited to call again. Uh, it was a good season, good end of the season. Uh, me and my son both watched it and loved it. Um, so as for next year, schedule's looking good. Um, as far as any trap games, I don't know. Um, Mississippi, but then again, we won't let our guard down and get them because it is Lane Kiffin, it is his offense, so I imagine we'll, so have, I we'll be Tone. fully prepared for that one. So I don't know if there's a certain game I can identify as a, as a trap game. But um I'd like you hear what everybody else has to say.
0: Well, I mean, okay, so if if you don't if you don't have if you don't have a game list as a trap game, then what games from the schedule are you circling going, Okay, I gotta watch this one. I gotta have this recorded on the D V R.
1: Uh, Florida. Florida.
3: Um that like last year that was our toughest game. Um especially in the SEC title game. Um I don't think they're going to have a drop, and I honestly think they'll be the toughest game on the schedule.
0: Good point there, so You're going with Florida. Going with Florida there as the toughest game for the Crimson Tide. and we appreciate the call. Absolutely. We're going to take our next call of the evening. You are live on the show tonight. What's going on?
2: Hey, first off, Stephen A. Smith ain't got nothing. I'm my man, Stephen M. Smith.
0: I appreciate the love right there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, my man. Hey, listen, you know, looking at it, I, after old Ed O,
2: Ed O Shiznit, as I say, like to say, want, want to run his mouth in there at Bryant Denny. It's, it's, he's got long years ahead for him when it comes to meeting the Crimson Tide. What you think about that one?
0: True. I mean, very true. It's like I said in the uh, in the first topic there. Even though Alabama went down to the Bayou and skull dragged Douglas shoe 55 17 and made NO have a temper tantrum on the sideline, bringing this game back for Tuscaloosa this year, you got to think Coach Saban saying, Remember what NO said, though, on our field? He stepped on our field and said, This is ours now. We run Brian Denny now. This is our stadium now. So, Nick Saban is still, still not all the way through with A&O and LSU quite yet. No, you're right, my man. He, he doesn't forget that. And the last
2: thing, you know, as much as, oh, Gus, Malzahn struggled, you know, and, and lost some of those games he should have won, you know, he always had those boys ready to roll versus Alabama. And I, I think, in all honesty, when it comes to facing Auburn, you know, I, I, I like where we are from here on out. You know, going against new coach down there, I think we'll be. I think we'll be ready to roll, and I look for us to win this year down in in the plains. What do you think about that one?
0: The reason why I like this schedule is is think about it here. Usually, before Auburn, Alabama gets a lower tier team, a Western Carolina, a Western Kentucky, a Mercer, but you get Arkansas before you get Auburn this season, so. Before you even face Auburn, you're already going to go against an SEC opponent in Arkansas. So, you're going to be charged up regardless. I like this schedule. Yeah, I do too, man. Hey, Steve, appreciate all you do, man. Keep up the good work, brother. Appreciate the call right there. I like this schedule. You're going to already have an SEC team out the way before you take on Auburn. Now, of course, I enjoyed the all conference schedule from 2020, but this one is a good one here. We take our next call here in the queue. You are live on the show. What's going on?
3: Yes, Steve, this is Charles from Texas.
0: Charlie, what's happening?
3: I'm good. I'm looking forward to that Miami game. Remember the last time we played them in the national championship in 92? They were talking all kinds of mess, and then uh, we came in there and beat them pretty bad, and um, we had some monsters on the defensive end. Oh, Copeland yeah. and Curry that year.
0: Had Copeland, had Curry oh, oh. in the secondary, had Teague, had Langham, had the whole squad. Yeah. Man, I miss them boys. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And um, I'll try to say yeah, but Oderon uh, he um, yeah talked all that mess last year on our field, so and I know that Then we don't need no motivation, to, extra motivation to beat anybody. So
1: <laughs>
0: I don't see I, I don't see Bama needing any extra motivation. I, I like this schedule. I feel like Coach Saban sees that. That window of national championships is still open, so he's trying to get as many as he can before he feels like it's time to call it a career. But I don't think he's done just yet. We appreciate Charlie from Texas calling into the show. Appreciate Charlie from Texas calling in. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to get your points across here on the show, making this your show for Alabama football. 205-448-1358, that is the number, 205. 448-1358 448-1358 four, four, as you continue to get more of your thoughts together how about this here sec media days coming back baby After not having media days last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it was canceled. The media days, according to the SEC front office here in Birmingham, it will return July 19th to the 22nd to the Hyatt Regency Birmingham slash Winfrey Hotel. Media days will be back this summer. And as always... It's an outstanding venue. It's a great event because it is kind of the unofficial countdown to the return of college football. So Media Days coming back. I myself excited to get back down here uh, to Hoover to cover the Media Days, to be around Coach Save and the checkout radio row, to be involved and immersed in all the glorious content that is SEC football. So Media Days coming back this summer excited to see it gonna get to a couple of super chats here before the break here first off gucci todd rose with that two dollar donation Viva super chats appreciate that love there from gucci todd and our own spencer Revley donating that five dollar donation we a super chat, Spencer Revely, and Gucci Tie helping us out here on the show. We take our next break here, but don't touch that down. When we return, we got a heavy-hitting guest on the line, the person one of the first guys to develop, mentor, and mold Mac Jones. We got quarterback coach Joe Dickinson coming up to talk Mac right after this. all right, folks, we're back inside the we're back inside the gumball of conversation here, people talking Tide Football in my own words on a Wednesday, hump day, to show on the streets here. Yours truly, Steven Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine. And right now, we're gonna go to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up a big time guest. The first guy to scout out to discover, to develop Mac Jones, his childhood. He has watched this young man grow from A to Z. We bring on the esteemed, the elite quarterback coach, Joe Dickinson. Coach D, I-, I am thrilled to have you on, sir. How are you today?
3: I'm good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. We got Coach D, Coach Joe Dickinson on the phone lines right now. In my own words, the uh, Personal quarterback, coach, developer of One Mac Jones, national champion for the Crimson Tide right now at the Senior Bowl, putting on a show there for those NFL scouts in Mobile. So my first thought to you, Coach D, is just – Watching the growth, watching the development of Mac, I remember I got a chance to talk to you in the summer prior to the start of a 2020 campaign, and you told me that Mac has always had natural talent. He's always been a natural deliverer, passer of the football. A lot of people really, truly never gave him that credit, but at the same time, you told me that he was on the verge of cooking up something really, really special just being able to groom Mac and develop him and be around him what sort of gave you that idea of people don't really pay him much attention but he's a guy that he's got he's got the tools to really be something out of this world
3: well I just think he has great work ethic I think he has really good talent I think the ball comes out of his hand really easy I think the biggest one of the bigger things is he's very very accurate and he's proven that the records books say say his name in it behind the best passing percentage and most completion percentage highest quarterback rating all that things in the all-time college football so he's made that come true because he's you know he's very very accurate and those are things because he has great eyes he has great throwing imagination those things make him an elite elite passer I mean, he broke records this year that from Joe Burrow and Tua and those guys had that people thought that would never happen. He broke them the following season. Didn't shock me a bit
0: shot coach Dickinson a bit here so we got coach quarterback coach Joe Dickinson here on the phone line talking one Mac Jones the personal developer one of the personal developers that Jones has had throughout his career as he now is as he now pursues the uh, the pro game the NFL game so coach D what, what were some of the fine-tuned pointers that you were able to work with Mac on whether it was on the field whether it was off the field delivery of the football give. Uh, Getting more, you know, velocity on the ball. What were kind of just the main pointers that you were able to sit down, teach him, and coach him on?
3: Well, you know, first of all, he's a very he, he loves football. That's important. If you're going to be really good at it, you probably need to love it. And so he he had a burning desire to be really good at it, and he had burning desire to do the work. He has a work ethic. He has a great commitment level. People thought. Why does he stand at Alabama and all those things and all along he thought his time would come and he proved it and when he got that chance he, he was he he took an unbelievably advantage of it and uh and he proved people some people wrong. I, I I thought he really just did what I thought he would do. Uh he has some great talent around him, but he still got the ball to that talent and uh he has great eyes and uh and because of you, and he's, he's a great, he, he really processes the game very fast. When the game is moving, the fluid movements, and I call it fluid intelligence, he has, an, I think he has a very high amount of fluid intelligence. And, uh, and you know, he loved Alabama, he loved his coaches. So there was a lot of things about that that was right, and it fit, and it all came through for, for Mac.
0: When you look at him coach D he's now at the senior bowl competing and uh, he is really putting on a show for these NFL scouts had a couple of touchdown passes today at senior bowl practice what is an NFL team what is an NFL team getting when you look at a guy that is able to mentally process the information as Mac does when he's able to lead wide receivers with accurate passes and not just the Alabama guys he's showing at the senior bowl that he can work with a variety of different targets on the outside, inside, what have you. When when you look at NFL teams, if you can look if you could name or highlight three traits that a franchise is going to get in Mac Jones, what would those three traits be?
3: Well, if I think you know. Okay, if we keep it to three, I think he has a great love for the game and a great passion to compete. Let's count. Let's count that as one. You know, and that, and and then two is I think he processes information very, very fast. He's highly intelligent. All right, and three, he works at it. People don't realize we're on we're on the Facetime calls last night until after midnight, going over today's script. It's going over the verbiage and all that stuff. He's the only guy in his room, and he's doing the kind of walkthrough as, he's, as I'm giving him the script calls, and he's relaying them to an imaginary team and kind of doing through it. He's, as, he's great at preparing. Now, that might be four, but that all kind of goes into one little deal. Those three things, he's gonna, they're going to get a guy who's unbelievable preparation, high fluid intelligence and a guy that loves the game and going to spend time with the game. He's, you know, that's, that's really very important to him right now. i just you know, so those are the three qualities that I think really stand out and they're really what pro coaches are looking for. I didn't get a chance to see the practice today. I was in another commitment, but, um, I I've had numerous texts and calls say that he, he lit it up down there today. And, and i don't think any of those alabama guys except for uh, leatherwoods on his team right and is that right i mean it's, i don't uh, think it's throwing leatherwood any alabama and Deontay guys. brown okay but did he throw into any other guys that he threw to this year i mean i mean obviously uh you know Devontae's in a cast i saw him on there yesterday was in a cast i I'm, i saw Najee practicing before matt so he they're not on the same team and then and then uh, i guess uh, 17 i can't think of his name for whatever reason the big time that got hurt with that with the foot he's not playing right so uh, what i like about it is max showing just what you just said before i reiterated it is that if they're open he's going to hit them it doesn't matter what their name is and so and i'm glad he's doing that with some other people because that was the big question right because i hear all the time well he's only good because of who he's throwing to well I heard today through for 94% completion to no one that he's ever thrown to before in his life until yesterday.
0: Coach D, in, in in your in your opinion, if you could think back to one game in the 2020 season where you felt like man, he 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 had a game where he can really really take this thing and win the national championship. If, if that was one game in 2020, where you really felt like Mac Jones opened everybody's eyes up to him? What, what, what was that game for you?
3: Probably LSU, and, and knowing that they weren't very, that they weren't as talented this year on defense and everything, but just how there, there was probably a split. I'm, I'm probably going to give you two games. All I heard this past year was how he threw two pick sixes against Auburn, the way he dominated against Auburn and the way he dominated against LSU, I thought those were two validating games that, that, you know, that was, you know, their losses. The two losses last year were to LSU and Auburn, and he went out and helped his team avenge those two big losses, and those proved to me that he could play at real high level. And then when he got to the playoffs, that's when he threw the best. And when he play in those high-level games, when the lights are the brightest, and that's when you perform the best, that shows you that, the pressure and stuff is not doesn't quite affect him as much as others, and so I think that you know there was some many games, but to break records, you got to do some stuff very consistent right so but probably l s u it probably jumped out at me, and then you know he did what he did to auburn and and then he did what he did to those last two teams, you know, and that I mean it's, all he did was keep validating it.
0: Absolutely. He is Coach Joe Dickinson, quarterback coach here for Mac Jones, personal quarterback coach for Mac Jones throughout his career at Alabama, prior to Alabama, and even continuing to help Jones as he pursues the NFL Draft. Coach D, very thrilled and thankful to have you here on the show talking Mac Jones with me. You have a great one, man. Stay safe. You'll be good out there.
3: Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Roll time, right? I'll see you later. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Fun talking some football with Coach D, the personal quarterback coach there of Mac Jones, one of three people I spoke with over the summer prior to the 2020 season. He said that Mac 10 would have a Joe Burrow type year. And my goodness, did Mac Jones put in a Joe Burrow type of season. We take our next break here on the show. But when we get back, we dive back into the phone lines to entertain you, the Crimson Tide football fan base. We'll take your questions, your calls, your thoughts, your thoughts, your texts, your viewpoints. What are you feeling right now? We get back to a dialogue with you after this. Don't touch
1: that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith brought to you by We Own The Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. thank you for tuning in show your support right now by clicking that like button if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best alabama football news notes and information right here on touchdown alabama
0: all right folks we're back into the action from the break here on the number one forum for bama football news in my own words yours truly stephen smith of touchdown alabama magazine they gotta give a shout out to gucci todd right now if you can see on the YouTube chat line. Gucci Tide, his name is lit up in green. And what this means is he is a member of the TDA channel, member of the TDA YouTube channel, which means he's getting some perks here as his name lights up in green. So to become a member, it's only $2.99, only $2.99 to become a member so you can start getting those perks there as our own John Ivory mentioned this to you guys on Monday on how to be a member, how to become a member, how to get those perks whether you want to be jv varsity heisman uh, whatever your love affair or want to be a part of that tda roster tda roster can be so 2.99 to become a member our own Gucci Todd lighting up in green as he has gotten that done but in our return from the break we get back into the phone lines here to entertain your phone calls also Jimmy Clay Gosh, shout out Jimmy Clay, that $20 donation via the Super Chats, appreciate that love There are coming from one Jimmy Clay but 205-448-1358 for the number to call in to let your voice be heard 205-448-1358 we take a call right now, you're live on the show. What's going on? Hi. How are we feeling tonight? Feeling good.
3: I was the one that called last week and asked about the running back room.
0: Okay, 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 yeah. And uh, and, and, yeah. and the running back room is good this year. It's good. Now, my question is, will Nick Saban and Alabama keep everybody? Because you're looking at seven guys. Yes.
3: My question was, that, do you think part of the Bill O'Brien hire was that they had Bryce Young? Because he really developed Deshaun Watson into um, a good QB at the Texans. So do you think that was like a major part of the hire?
0: I think it was, think it was a good part of it. I think it was a big part of it. And uh, what people don't realize, Bill O'Brien is a good offensive mind. His issue was trying to be a GM, trying to be a general manager and take on too much stuff. He, he looked at Bill Belichick. He came from Belichick, who coaches the Patriots, and he tried to be like Bill Belichick instead of doing what he does best, which is offense and quarterbacks. But he he works really well with quarterbacks, absolutely. Thank you. Th- 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 thank you. Thank you for the call right there. We, we got the kids calling and appreciating when we got the kids calling in. But, yeah, Bill O'Brien, he's the man with quarterbacks. He developed Deshaun Watson. He got Tom Brady to his only 5,000-yard passing season with the Patriots. O'Brien knows what he's doing. He knows what's up. It's just he's now at a place where he doesn't have to do everything. He can focus on his job, operating the offense, and leave everything else up to him. One Nick Saban. But as you guys continuing to get your calls in, 205-448-1358, the number to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. We have a topic here. While the Senior Bowl week is happening, the game will be on Saturday at Hancock Whitney Stadium in Mobile. That's at 1:30 p.m. Central Time. NFL Network will have the call. The measurements took place on Monday, few former Crimson Tide players, few Alabama alums got their measurements done. Mac Jones, uh, Najee Harris, and Deontay Brown among the group that got those measurements taken taken down and recorded. For Mac Jones, he came in at 6'2 and 5 eighths of an inch. I don't know why they just wouldn't give him 6'3, but 6'2, 5 eighths of an inch in height. 217 pounds, measured out with 10 inch hands. And that's the big one. Because what that means is his hands will be able to, his hands grip the entire football, and he has the ability to spin, uh, have the right velocity, be be able to spin the ball and have his ball cut through all types of weather and terrain, whether it's sleet, snow, hail, wind, His ball will be able to cut through all types of weather elements. And with him having those 10-inch hands, he can contort the ball, spin the ball, put velocity on the ball, have juice on the ball. He is able to control the movements of the football you know, with those hands, and that's what a lot of NFL uh, NFL pundits and teams want to go after the guys that can be able to grip that football completely. Now, for players, for quarterbacks that have uh, you know smaller than 10-inch hands, that's kind of the red flag because then they wonder, well, can his ball be able to cut through the weather elements? But not only that, will that guy be able to make all the throws on the field? So. Jones checks off that box there, having those 10-inch hands. In terms of Najee Harris, he clocked in at 6'1 and 7-8 of an inch, so basically 6'2", 230 pounds, the same playing weight that he had at the University of Alabama. So that was good there for Najee. He comes in with 10-inch hands as well. And though his agent did not want him to play, in the senior bowl or participate in this event. Harris going against his agent's wishes and his Edmobile, he's competing and he's putting on quite the heck of a week. I mean, the Miami Dolphins are looking at Najee going, can we take Smitty and Najee in the NFL draft? If I'm Miami, I'd do it, I'd pull it. I'd take Smitty with the number three overall pick, have him him back with Tua and run that thing back. And at the number 18 overall pick, Yes, sorry. I would take Najee Harris with the 18th overall pick. I mean, Miami Dolphins fans are flipping like hotcakes down there in South Beach because they believe. Can we get Smitty and Najee? There's a possibility. There's definitely a possibility. And then there lies Deontay Cornbread Brown, of whom Cornbread <laughs> Cornbread's plain weight at Alabama was 350 pounds. Cornbread put on 14 more pounds. He's 364 pounds the biggest the heaviest offensive lineman at the senior bowl but he's also the the top rated or one of the top rated interior offensive linemen in this draft class my one fear with Deontay was putting on that weight would he be able to move could he be quick could he be be nimble with his feet could he be agile could he explode upon the snap of the ball get in his pass blocking stands and keep away and neutralize these edge rushers he's going up against at practice. And so far, he's having some good moments, but he's having some rough moments also. Now, as a road grader, as a run blocker, he's doing his thing down there in Mobile. But in pass protection, kind of having some some trouble there, kind of having some difficulty. But, you know, for Brown... He is right now projected as a fringe second rounder, early third rounder. So a day two pick, people have cornbread at. But those would just be the measurements for the Alabama Alums here at the Senior Bowl. But before we take our next break, we got a few super chats to look at here. Well, a membership action to look at here. Randy Harris has become a member. So shout out to Randy Harris. He's become a member. And Jimmy, Jimmy Big Money Clavin dropped in. Fifty dollars being a super chats. Jimmy Clay by himself. He didn't put the team on his back and has carried us to our daily goal of seventy-five dollars super chats. Appreciate Jimmy Clay, the MVP, y'all. Jimmy Clay, then Mac Jones, then Devontae Smith, then Jayden like uh, Jimmy Clay to put the whole squad on his back. Talk about representing for my squad, JC in the house. And I'm not talking Jesus Christ, I'm talking Jimmy Clay. Though I do love Jesus Christ, let me tell you that right now. But appreciate that love, they coming from one, Jimmy Clay. We take our next break here on the show but upon our return we dive into another name Alabama closing in on potentially one more name it's expected to hire Robert Gillespie for running backs coach but there's another name but if Alabama brings this name in case set close big hire and we'll talk about that name right after this We're back in from the break, folks. Back in from the break of the number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it looks like Road Tide and Rise Up said, I'm not going to let Jimmy Clay outdo me. Road Tide and Rise Up said, let me get him and let me throw my $20 into this hat. So we appreciate that love there from Roll, Tie, and Rise Up. Now, if you want to become a member, not too late, get in there right now. Get in there right now for the low price of $2.99 a month. $2.99 a month. You can get in there right now and become a member for the low price of $2.99 a month. Now, you can upgrade later. You can always upgrade later, but if you want to get in there right now, get your membership, up, get your membership on for Touchdown Alabama magazine. Get in there. $2.99 a month. Get that thing done right now. So Willie351 just took my advice. Willie351 has just made it to the JV Squad. He just became a member. Willie351. Has made it with the JV squad, and also Randy Harris has donated four dollars. Randy Harris then jumped in here. He didn't put his four dollars into the donation, so we appreciate everybody. You guys doing it again, answering the bell, helping us out here with that super chat goal for TDA Daily Goal right there. But also, people, I got I to gotta remind you of something else, and that's tdaware.com. That's tdaware.com. Got to remind you of that. So here we go, people. Here we go, Tide fans. For all the fans, for all of you fans, still overjoyed. You're still overjoyed with the Tide's National Championship. Check out our championship collection merch. Do it right now. Grab you an 18 of them things folk T-shirt Hoodie or sweatshirt, as well as our got 18 shirts. Hey, we do designs which feature all 18 championship years on the back. Head over to tdaware.com and go to the championship merch collection, championship connection tab and get you that merch today. Tdaware.com, that is tdaware.com. Get you them championship shirts showing your support for Coach the University of Alabama, these student athletes, and us here at TDA. But final topic of conversation, it is expected for Alabama to bring in Robert Gillespie, running backs coach from North Carolina. He has not been hired yet, but he's expected to be brought in to be hired. So the finalization of the information could come uh, very soon, but Robert Gillespie is expected to be hired here as running backs coach. But the other name that may join him is just as big as he is. And we're talking about a special teams coach and tight ends coach. Well, tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. This is the final coaching vacancy offensively for the Crimson Tide. And while there have been quite a few names thrown into the rumor meal that can serve at that spot, whether those names have been Kevin Sumlin or Jay Bullwear or even Jody Wright. The name that I have become infatuated with, or the name I've become fascinated by, Jay Graham. Jay Graham is the name I have become fascinated by, and keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on Jay Graham right now. He is currently the running backs coach at the University of Tennessee, but with the volunteers getting a brand new head coach and Josh Heupel. Who knows if Tennessee will keep him, him being Graham on staff? Probably, probably not. But the reason why I say keep your eye here on Jay Graham is I've been told by respected, respectable, credible sources here, guys that do their homework, these guys don't miss. I've been told by these guys. Jay Graham is the guy coach Saban at Alabama targeting to be the uh, Titans coach slash special teams coordinator. Graham at 45 years of age from North Carolina. He's got nine years of experience coaching special teams. He's also got experience here with tight ends. And uh, in terms of the guys that he's produced that have been special and everywhere he has been at, we're going to go to to this slide right here. First and foremost, in working with tight ends, he put two guys in the NFL. Those two guys he put in. How about the likes of Rory Anderson and Justice Cunningham? Put both of those two in the NFL as seventh-round picks for their respective draft classes. That's Rory Anderson and Justice Cunningham from South Carolina. When you go to the special teams aspect, first and foremost, she had uh, Garrett Palmer. He had Garrett Palmer, place kicker at San Diego, 2007. Palmer, 13 of 15 on field goals. That's 86.7%. 34 of 36 on PATs. That's uh, 94.4% had Garrett Palmer. In the punting aspect, he had Michael Hughes, who averaged 43.9 yards per punt. Man, Bam would love to have that again. 43.9 yards per punt was Michael Hughes. At San Diego, 2007. When you look at the return aspect of that kick return aspect, he had uh, he had Mikhail Wesley, Mikhail Wesley, and Vincent Brown. Both of those two as return man, kickoff return man. Wesley, 26 returns, 568 yards, one touchdown. Vincent Brown, 25 returns for 547 yards. Now, when uh, Graham got to Florida State. This is where he became Big Money Graham. When Jay Graham got to Florida State, he had Roberto Aguayo. Aguayo was a kicking prodigy extraordinaire specialist for the Seminoles from 2013 to 15. So in those three years here, Graham helped Aguayo perfect on extra points. 198 for 198. Aguayo was putting up Will Reichert numbers. 198 for 198 extra points field goals 69 for 78 88.5 percent and in three years here graham helped aguayo be a three-time first team all-american three-time first team all acc two-time acc champion 2013 and 2014 lou groza award winner in 2013 goes to the nation's top kicker and a bcs national champion In 2013. When you look at the punting aspect, Jay Graham helped out Case and Beatty and Logan Tyinger. Case and Beatty, 2013 through 15, Logan Tyinger, 2016 through 17. Both guys averaged over 40 yards a punt. And in the kickoff return aspect, how about Levante, aka Kermit Whitfield? Kermit, Kermit Whitfield, 2013 through 16, 100 kick returns. Kickoff returns for 2,386 yards to touchdowns. So, big deal there on special teams for Graham that he did there in producing those guys. And also at Texas A&M, he had the likes of Seth Small in the field goal aspect and Brayton Mann in the punting aspect. So, in terms of kickers, punters, return man, tight ends, Graham is the real deal. And when you discuss his recruiting acumen and the big names he has brought in to these different programs on the recruiting trail. Jay Graham had a hand. He was the primary recruiter for five-star running back Cam Akers at Florida State. Primary recruiter there. He was the primary recruiter for five-star running back Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina. Jay Graham, primary recruiter for Marquez North, four-star receiver at Tennessee. Graham, primary recruiter for four-star running back Isaiah Spiller at Texas A&M. Graham, primary recruiter for four-star outside linebacker Jalen Reeves-Maben at Tennessee. Graham, primary recruiter for for, uh, kicker slash punter Logan Tyler. Kicked it up for Florida State. Graham, primary recruiter for three-star kicker Ricky Aguayo, the younger brother of Roberto Aguayo at Florida State, and Graham, a primary recruiter for defensive lineman JT Surratt. when he was at South Carolina. Surratt actually at the Senior Bowl and one of the and one of the uh, marquee uh, prospect prospect talents at that event. As we speak, so we're seeing right here not only a tremendous tight ends coach and special teams coach, but Graham can stomp down flat out recruit. And uh, folks, Nick Saban is targeting the brothers now. Saban's trying to get the brothers on the coaching staff. I mean, he, he sees when we get when I when I have the brothers here at Alabama, I'm getting the recruits, I'm getting them performing at the highest level, and I'm also getting the relationship aspect of this as well. So, people, keep your eyes on Jay Graham, 45 years of age. Currently, the uh, running backs coach at the University of Tennessee. But according to people I have spoken with within the program, uh, Alabama targeting him, Coach Saban targeting him, the the, the program really wants to see, can it get Jay Graham to the Crimson Tide? And after losing Charles Huff to Marshall and losing... uh, uh, and, and losing Jeff Banks to Texas, getting uh, Robert, getting uh, Robert Gillespie and Jay Graham, two home run names here potentially for the Crimson Tide. But as always, folks, you want the best news, notes, information, and coverage here on your program Alabama football you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app you can download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple Google Play store if you got the Android phone for your audio listening needs we got you right here iTunes or Apple Podcast Spotify Stitcher Spreaker Overcast.fm uh, uh, Overcast.fm iHeartRadio we got you covered right there TuneIn Radio which what I was trying to figure out there so TuneIn Radio and iHeart and our overcast iHeartRadio, got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday, continuing the conversation that is tight Football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, that print edition coming soon. Print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine coming soon. And if you want a free copy of the print issue, you know what to do. You go to touchdownalabama.com, join up, sign up, become a member, slash subscriber, and you can get that free print copy, that free print edition, of a new Touchdown Alabama magazine. Also, be sure to check out that, uh, Four quarter the four the reown the fourth quarter.com. Get you that four finger bling necklace, four finger bring jewelry, For uh the fourth quarter.com. That link in the description. But last but not least, gotta shout out the man one more time. Jimmy Clay having that $20 donation and the Super Chats. Gotta show that love for Jimmy Clay one more time. Putting everybody on his back and being the man in terms of donations through the Super Chats. But As always, people, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing those things, the right things, to legitimately not be bored. Be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day, three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.